Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. Hope you're doing well this Tuesday evening. I'm doing fine. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I uh, just having fun chatting with you about your latest Atiz adventures and stuff. I, I you know, I, I know they had a big music video drop this past weekend and stuff, so I know uh, I, 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 uh, I joked with you like trying to learn more about this stuff, but because uh, you know, I figured you know I try to teach you about Star Trek, you know, as far as my crazy passion thing, and I figured you know maybe I can learn a little bit from you about this stuff. But then I realized like, oh, it's it's kind of like One Piece where <laughs> it may take me like years to come to even like begin to like barely comprehend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot. And our yeah. listeners are probably very confused right now, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and, and that's just one group of being a K-pop stan, <laughs> one very complicated group, but, um, yeah, so I don't really know how to segue from that. So I'm just going to awkwardly transition into Brazil Comic Con news where we had so many freaking trailers drop and more trailers are dropping to prepare us for the new year. Yeah. Um, so to just start us off with House of Dragons season two trailer, Will, what did you think? Well, House of the Dragon season two, we uh, were able to get a really good trailer. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a teaser, uh, really reset. And reminds us where things sort of left off at the end of season one. Of course, with the impending war. Uh, of course, we got Otto and uh, and his schemings uh, between the, started the battle between the Greens and the Blacks, and you know the look that um, that the Targaryens are all you know all have there. It was just like okay, I I I can't wait to summer of 2024 for this second season to start. I think it's a little bit shorter this season though, if I recall. I think only eight episodes this time. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, you know, obviously it, it is a sort of, it is the start of the, the the war between the two houses. So, um, yeah, but I really really enjoyed it, and like I said, just can't wait for we well, can't wait for the new season. Yeah, to me, this is a trailer. It's not a teaser because it just all it did was show us a lot of cool images that are to come, but also provide information about like, remember, this is where we left off with these characters. This is this is the big thing. The war between kin, like the the poetry of the dialogue. My God. Yeah. (laughs) watching like this is this is amazing um i i love season one mm-hmm. um i'm i'm i don't know if like i'm i was gonna watch season two of this show when the second episode of the first season aired <laughs> <laughs> like like i i don't need a trailer to tell me to like convince me to continue investing in this world um i'm already there and mm-hmm. and also it's just it's so cool how little they had to do to remind me of exactly what happened in that finale and what is to come or not even tell me what's to come but to just tease me which with what is coming um yeah i'm i'm very pleased with the trailer i hope not to see more but granted i remember when we saw the trailer for season one and then i saw it for like six months straight (laughs) and i'm like (laughs) and i despised the show going into it and then i loved it (laughs) (laughs) but still i was like come on yeah yeah well yeah exactly i know i know you haven't been a person who did watch game of thrones and of course I had the bad taste in your mouth from that from that final season, but uh, you know, of course, I was a newbie to to the universe. But uh, yeah, I had we a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, I thought you did. I thought no. you were disappointed with the finale. I mean, I mean, you have to watch it to understand the complications. Like it's very okay. complicated. Um, okay. But I would say, out of the people who um like really hate it. 
Like, I'm okay. I'm more in the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> like disappointed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and it's one episode of of I think there were six episodes in the final season. Yeah, okay. I have yeah. a very complicated relationship with the show. Do not sum it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I just remember being. I just remember being a, a, a participant participant in not even an active participant but just sort of listener when you and uh, one of our guests some time ago talked about that finale and it just I, I, I seem to remember differently than you but moving on <laughs> moving on uh the boys season four trailer also dropped and this one i watched it not too long ago mm-hmm. i kept seeing homelander's head and i'm like okay i'll, I'll watch it i'm gonna watch it closer to when we actually record and um, the one thing I noticed in the trailer yeah. is that Homelander is not talking. Like, but we see him. Mm-hmm. We see him in so many different situations. And I'm like, this character is just brilliant. Yeah. And he, I, we say this all the time. Um, we should hate him. But... God, this show, I don't know what it would be without him. <laughs> no, I, I'm fearful for the day because, I mean, we're this is season four. Season mm-hmm. four. How many seasons can he still be around being that asshole, being that forefront bad guy and getting away with it? Like, like how long? But, I mean... The past three seasons, still every every time I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm over this. They they do something, and I'm suddenly like, oh god, we can't lose Homelander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Protect this man at all costs. <laughs> and now, of course, of course, everyone should have seen this casting coming, but now they're bringing in Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm like, well, yeah, that's about time. Why wasn't yeah. he cast sooner? Um, and and I like how he's playing on the boys team. Well, mm-hmm. based on the trailer, we don't know how much that's true. And and his old son from um, Supernatural is um, God. What was his name? What's the character's name? Who I'm totally blanking on. Jensen Ackles' character. Oh, Soldier Boy. Yeah, Soldier Boy is yeah. is Soldier Boy. So yeah. Yeah. I just I found that to be very interesting, but that. I mean I'm let's just place the bets now. At what point does Jared Padalecki appear? Come on, yeah. this is this and and Misha Collins throwing him a good Castiel moment, especially if if you're we have Jensen Ackles, okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I I did watch a fair amount of Supernatural, but we have Jensen Ackles, who. We're, we've been set up to have the sidekick of all sidekicks. Please cast Misha Collins. <laughs> I don't even know if this character exists, but if there is such a character, please cast Misha Collins because that just needs to be a thing, okay? Yeah. And yeah. people who've watched Supernatural know what I'm talking about, like Dean Castiel, Dean is still, or whatever that ship name. But yeah, that that needs to be there. Um, anyways, Will, what did you think about the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they could do what they did with, uh, with, with Misha and bringing him in with, you know, maybe making a new, a new suit that's original to this universe. Cause like that we did see, uh, two new suits in this, in this trailer with sister, uh, Sage and firecracker. Sister Sage was the African-American, uh, lady who was narrating at to, to Homelander talking about the fall of democracies, you know, Rome, Greece, and and um, and thinking back to Gen V, how they were trying to get Marie to be that the first black woman's um, soup on the seven, but it looks like you know we 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 know we know that this happens after the events in season one of Gen V, so I guess they 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 found they they found their um, african-american woman soup and then but also i think the bigger thing to that that you that you raised that is so true and i didn't think about it till you 
until you just shared it was just the presence of Homelander. You know, he doesn't have to say a word. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just, it's just the presence that this man has over everything that was going on in this trailer. Yeah. Um, you and know, Anthony, just, Anthony Starr doesn't need dialogue. He's just communicating his smugness mm-hmm. uh, through his eyes. Yeah, th- totally, totally. Um, and you know, so we got that. Uh, of course, you know, we we do see the, you know, the, the we the trial of Homelander because you know, again, he he did murder someone there in the street, and and you know, they well had the facade of a trial, but you know, really, we we all know that Homelander's not get convicted of anything. Um, and also, you know, it's not lost upon me too that this fourth season is 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 premiering in a in a presidential election year, and 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 we do get the fact that Newman is elected vice president in in this upcoming season of of the boys. So so you know, so there is that you know that that. The show is always very timely, and and, and maybe because of the strike, it got pushed back a year. But um, but at the same time, maybe you know it's still not lost upon me some of the dynamics that are going on there, and and especially you know given what we saw with Butcher learning about what happened there in the um, in the uh, what was the place in in Genvi, the um, forest, not the ring, not the ring, okay, I'm, I'm, the woods, yeah. In the woods, and of course, Butcher only having six months to live, and he knows what's going on with the, you know, what was going on down in the, in the woods. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, I'm really looking forward to 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 the boys season four because it's it's gonna, uh, like you said, just when you think they can't top themselves, they they find out a way to do so. And even Eric Kripke today was tweeting about how he's like, you know, he always te- he always has his little teaser tweets about how we we're gonna blow your minds each year, and so he was doing that today. <laughs> Of course. Um, The other trailer is for Fallout based on a video game. And I believe it's going to be a series on Amazon Prime. That's correct. Um, I know nothing about this game. (laughs) I've heard the name Fallout before. I watched a trailer. To me, it felt like any other thing i've seen in this kind of dystopian um end of world or after end of world type of genre Mm -hmm. movie tv show so i i might especially because a lot of our listeners know like i'm a huge fan of um the podcast slash youtube channel kind of funny and they're big on video games so if i hear them singing praises about it i i probably will tune in but i i will tell you right now like there was nothing where i was like oh wow that's interesting Ooh, that's cool i was just like okay so Got it. Awesome. Uh, this is post end of world. Okay. Haven't seen that like 900,000 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I had that similar thought. I mean, it, it, it did. I will freely admit it, it was intriguing for me, uh, but more, more of it in the vein of, okay, we, we've, we've had this adaptation of another well-known game uh, recently with the last of us. And and I'm, you know, and of course, and, and there's also Halo, which is uh, another game that was developed, and I think it's on Paramount Plus. So, you know, Halo didn't grab me. I was just like, hey, eh. uh, this one, I, I'm kind of curious. I, I, I'm, I'm curious about it. I, I feel like I do want to just check it out, and, and it may be like one of those hidden gems that, um, um, that may work, even though I haven't, you know, I've never played the game, but it may have a very compelling story and stuff and, and, and it looks good. I mean, just from a production standpoint, it looks really good Yeah. Um, from, you know, so it doesn't look cheap or anything like that. So, um, but neither, neither of those rings of power and, and, you know, we, we both bailed on it. So <laughs> we'll, I just got, I'll check it out and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then, so, 
So you just put Star Trek Discovery Season 5 on here, so. Yeah, yeah, just mainly that um, there was, I felt there was going to be a trailer, but they really didn't have a trailer. I did a clip reaction to a scene that they have for the upcoming final season of Star Trek Discovery. Um, But we did get the release date for the final season, which is going to start airing in April, uh, along with Fallout also is also airing on uh, Amazon Prime on uh, in April, but uh, Star Trek Discovery will be on Paramount Plus in April. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, this this was the, uh, a lot of folks call it New Trek, uh, but really this was the, sort of the kickoff of the, the streaming Trek um, series. And you know, of course, Strange New World spun off of it, uh, several other shows. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's overall has been, I mean, I've liked it. I mean, the last couple seasons have been kind of yeah for me, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it uh, you can't deny the fact that it 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 definitely showed that there was appetite for Trek, and it's definitely um, been the foundation for a, a lot of good things that's 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 rolled off from it. So it was they they did have a panel at uh, Brazil Comic Con this weekend. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Um, and then there's these two, there's, well, there, there's a few little bits of news. Don't have to like deep dive into them at all. Um, Reacher was, has been renewed for a third season. Have you yep. started the second season? It, uh, the second season premieres December 15th. So okay. it actually got renewed before the second season has even aired yet, but clearly I guess they're getting some pretty good metrics back as far as social media buzz and uh, and other things that uh they went ahead and renewed it for a third season well amazon prime is just firing on all cylinders right now so it does not surprise me that they're they're green lighting things (laughs) we we also know where that sometimes leads a company so yeah true, true um getting trigger happy the last of us season two starts filming in february and Spider-Man Noir live-action show is in development on Amazon Prime, Speak of the Devil, and has hired Scott Lightfoot as co-showrunner. He is he was the co-showrunner for The Punisher on Netflix. So he's also responsible for season two? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> season one of Punisher is really good. Season two, it kind of... They make some decisions, <laughs> like, but they also knew it was the end of the road for what they were trying to do with the Marvel Netflix verse, yeah. uh, especially after, right after the Defenders. And uh, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, he's yeah. It, it, the interesting note about this show was announced earlier, but yeah, he was just hired. And uh, again, no Peter Parker. This is Spider-Man Noir that was introduced to us, uh, at least in the animated universe and in into the Spider-Verse, uh, played by Nick, voiced by Nick Cage. So. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Kevin Feige has made it very clear that Robert Downey Jr. is done with Iron Man in the MCU. Well, Kevin, too bad. Like, social media is a thing. Fan fiction is a thing. Fans and their crazy obsession with wanting to tell your story <laughs> <laughs> is a thing. So, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there was a great uh, article in Vanity Fair this past weekend, uh, you know, obviously highlighting Robert Downey Jr.'s career path, and of course, obviously with uh, with Oppenheimer being probably his biggest project of late. Um, but yeah, but, but Barry within that story was talking about uh, you know Robert and Feige was made. He's like, look, we we told that story, we had a nice ending. We don't want to touch that ending. I'm paraphrasing, but bottom line, he's like, not you know, basically Kevin Feige became James Gunn, and he was like debunking all the bullshit that's out there on the internet right now. Yeah, well, that bullshit is going to continue. It's going to continue, yeah. I mean, people people got to get their clicks. <laughs> well, people just like to say shit. That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like to for to get about clicks. what they don't know about, so. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. All right, so that brings us to... Let's, let's talk about Invincible Season 2, Episode 4. It's been a while 
um, the last episode of season two, part B or part A, because it will take in a short or possible mild walk before we get the rest of the episodes this season. Um, mild break before we get that rest of the episodes this season. Uh, Will, what did you think about this episode? So, I finally just finally finally had an episode where I was really engaged and I overall was pretty pleased with. Um, and I and I think part of it was because they just really bold instead of having a bunch of just a lot of just plots with like characters I don't care about like the Guardians at <laughs> the Globe and stuff. They really just really focused on Mark and and Omni Man's relationship in this episode, but also the the subplots that they did have really tied back to the to the main story more directly. Um, so, with the exception of Adam Eves, but, but 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 my point being that it just it just felt things were were very focused in this episode, and I. Um, it, yeah, it did. It, it, it set. It did did its job as far as just closing out the first part of the season and and, and setting up the uh, a, a sort of mini cliffhanger there to, to as far as what's going to happen with Omni Man and Mark after after all the events of this of the of this episode. Yeah. Um... To to start us off or to can continue on that. Continue on that. I'm having a weird way with words tonight, just FYI. Um, grammar is a problem. <laughs> but um, to just um, share my my opening thoughts, uh, Stephen Yoon, I, I never paid much attention to voice actors. And I knew, I know this actor from The Walking Dead, of course, <laughs> and from a few other different projects. Um, he really impressed me within the first 10 minutes of this episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, we've talked about before how this voice cast, it's just stacked with great actors who have powerful, charismatic voices. But he managed to do something that I just, I couldn't believe. <laughs> it was just like... You're especially when when like your counterpoint is J.K. Simmons, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm just sitting here and he went through through his voice expressed about every single emotion you could in this kind of situation where your father nearly beats you to death. You've realized that your father is not who he claimed to be. He's not the hero. He's actually the villain in the story and he he disowned your mom and he killed all these people and yet you haven't seen him in probably like three four months and mm -hmm. then you unite with him but you're also very mad like it's a very complicated and i just think he sold it in a very very good well he sold it in a very good way, um, mm -hmm. and I was very impressed by that. Like you said, I was engaged throughout most of this episode because it just really focused on the the um, it focused on Mark and it focused on Omni Man and what has been the the whole Veltramite background thing where we've seen some instances of like Alan the alien and what was going on there. And so little clues about where this was headed. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this episode. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really, you know, speaking of the Viltrumites and, 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 you know, we, we, we saw the, the three people, you know, like I said with Alan. And then of course, whenever, um, they, they do hunt down Mark and Omni-Man on the, on the, with the Thraxonites. And, and again, you know, you know dealing with Omni-Man, like having a very, you know, he has a very complicated relationship with, first with Earth and now with the Thraxonites, where, he, you know, at first he was 
Well, well, first of all, he was just ready to throw it all away. I mean, quite frankly, because, you know, after he beat Mark down, he was just so broken. And, you know, and I, and I love the way the episode started because, you know, we, we see him leave Earth and and he, he is a, he's about to cast himself into a star because he's just so defeat broken from from what he did. Um, and then, but then he had, then he had the hero moment where he saw these Thraxonites, you know, that, that, that he was able to rescue them and then, and then go back and not become the conqueror, but, you know, but he, he, he basically does a similar thing that he would, he did on earth, which is, you know, he, he built a life for himself on this planet. I mean, he, he had married another woman, he had another child <laughs> and, 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 and to your point, I mean, when, when, Mark sees all that, and 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 I completely agree with what you said about the emotions that Stephen Yoon conveys in in the in that those opening moments when they they re, reunite. I mean, it was a very very powerful episode, and it, it reminded me like like I got I got the vibes I got at the end of season one as far as like when it when this when everything gets pulled together in this show, it really does work very very well. Um, but so, but it, you know, and so it is. It is like Mark. The show is. It feels like it's growing up as far as storytelling and being able to to, to carry a narrative through line, um, you know, like this fourth episode. So I'm hopeful that on the back half of the season we'll continue to have that type of growth, not only with our characters but also uh, with how they're telling these stories. Also, right. Yeah, he uh, he had a Thrax on. Like, how do the? I could go in so many places with, <laughs> these, like, just so many questions. But yeah. they also brought up the short lifespan that really threw mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so what, what did you think about when Nolan, um, breaks down after seeing the, um, or seeing the aftermath of the Viltramite soldiers, um, basically killing all of these Thraxon people and he's, he almost starts beating Mark up again and then he just is like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. Why do I care about them? I mean, he's breaking down. Yeah, like I said, I, mean, I think that's the, that's the the complexities of, of of Dolan. I think I don't know if it's because of his influence of like you know, living on Earth and having that building. I guess almost, I guess it's almost like an empathy. Um, yeah. where you know where he's he he sees the that the, the whole Biltramite goal of conquering the universe or whatever is is not all not all what it what it is cracked up to be uh that they're really just you know i don't know what the word for it is but that you know they're not um they're not it they're not perfect people <laughs> and and you know and and, the, and other civilizations should be free to do with their lives what they what they will and not not just be um you know colonies for for Viltrum. Right. But he was on Earth for what, 20 plus years? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. Cause Debbie, Debbie was like, yeah. When Debbie like breaks down with art, you know, she was like, she, you know, she talks about how long, how long uh, they were together and stuff. And that was another cool thing I, I did like about this episode too. Um, and I didn't realize that it was Mark Hamill that did, um, that does art's voice until I was just happened to like, Look at the credits, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder what's speaking to your point about excellent voice cast." But, um, but you know, he he makes a good point with about the strength that that Debbie has versus mm-hmm. versus Nolan, because mm-hmm. you know, and, and and so, and I think that gets to some of what you're what you're getting at, which is, um, with she was always the rock and held held everything together, and. Nolan would would flee or whatever uh, when you know he didn't know how, he wasn't equipped to handle certain types of situations and stuff. So, um, 
No, I was just wondering why did yeah. Nolan stay? Like he was he was sent yeah. to to what take over Earth or we don't we still don't really understand or at least I don't understand yeah. what he was sent to Earth to do that would cause him to be there for 20 years without any other Viltrumites coming down and like saying well, think, getting the job done. Yeah. Well, I think the I think it was sort of what General Craig did explains to to mark at the end of the episode, which is to basically prepare him to be conquered. Right. But it took him 20 years. Well, I think that's and I think that's the complex complexities of Omni Man that once he got there, he probably did at first wanted to want you know wanted to follow his mission, but once he got there and, and met Debbie and and really had a family and stuff, his 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 mission changed for at least for himself. Wow. And I think that's part of why you know and that was why the Viltrumites were like after him and because he he broke their code. But but he was uh, he knew that the human code breaking was like he broke their code w- with the Thraxon people. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the flaw, and that's the, I guess, flaw with no one. <laughs> I guess if you look at it from a Viltrumite fa- standpoint. Um, well, I'm just, I guess, I know that that you know about as much as I do about these comics. So when I'm asking these questions, yeah. not entirely thinking you're going to tell me the exact answer but i i just am saying that from my perspective i still don't quite understand why nolan was allowed 20 years to Mm. do this mission because it sounded like at the end of season one he was like okay now that my son is ready let's do this thing so maybe Mm. part of the mission was like pre-procreate um, and then turn people. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but but now Mark has to like been given the job to do it in what feels like a very brief, like as soon as he returned to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do the, like or return. I also remember General Craig saying return to the post. Like there's right. something about they want a Viltrumite there at mm-hmm. all times. So so, so I'm sure in the in the later part of the season we'll get more information about the mission and what's in the books that um, Nolan um, wrote down about the Viltrumite people and um, just understand more of that side because I don't know I think that it would be it's a bit simple just to be like, Oh, he went to earth on a mission and he fell in love, had a kid and that changed him. He beat that kid almost to death. So <laughs> I don't know if he was completely changed. Well, he, he was changed enough that he, you know, when Mark you know, and they rehashed that moment in, in the beginning of this episode, I know like he was changed so, enough to leave, but still, yeah. And he just managed to do it again. Like, I there, I I want to know more about yeah. the Viltrumites' culture and just what mission Nolan was put on, and from him understand like. But but he clearly doesn't know, or else why would he be asking his son like, why do I suddenly care? Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that, and I think that what makes Nolan such a very interesting character. You know that you know, that he is he is shades of gray versus um, you know the other folks, but but also the sneaking too. Like what what in this in this particular universe, why he went this particular way? Because we we know just from you know from things that went on with Angstrom Levy. And every other just seems about in every other unit multiverse, um, the story breaks where Mark and 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 Nolan team up to to conquer those worlds and complete the Viltrumite mission. So, yeah, so uh, you know, so we'll definitely we'll learn more, I guess, as we as we move forward, why things broke differently in our in 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 this prime universe versus 
the other universes that we that um you know that they have that that they have in invincible right right yeah i i forgot about that but yeah you're you're right like they did plant that seed that this is a rare universe or a mm -hmm. rare dimension this outcome and yeah. um this the decision that so it's not just why why omni-man did what he did why nolan did what he did but also why did mark choose differently because it was mark's choice too exactly. at the end of the day to decline it so there's a lot of questions and i can appreciate how in talking about it it sounds as though as viewers we're asking the same questions that the characters themselves are asking. Mm -hmm. And it's not obvious and it's not the or the answers are not obvious. So so that's that's just good storytelling. Um, I still think that we're going to get this to the second half of the season. and I'm going to be like, oh, it was all right. It was all right. And then the finale, <laughs> be like, oh, my God. And then. And then five years later, when the third season drops, I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't thought about this in five years. <laughs> so that's a bit annoying, but yeah. well, in the present, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, both Kirkman and Seth Rogen both said they're not going to have a crazy long break between seasons two and three. So and I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Anything else you want to touch on before we head into Doom Patrol? No, no. I mean, you know, there's a whole Donald story that still, you know, that channels Agent Coulson from from um, Marvel. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, that was what other like a, the one other note that uh, that and also Adam Eve's um, again just you know messing things up. But um, I think. Now, look, looking at that story, I know we watched the standalone episode and, you know, I know we both, um, you know, we, we watched it. Um, but I think it, it it definitely added, a little, for me at least, it added a little bit more resonance as far as whenever things, whenever she got into the fight with the uh, dude on the bridge, uh, it added a little bit more stakes to to that fight. Um So, I, so in that standpoint, I was glad I watched it because it, it, it made it, made it made made that whole sequence a little bit more meaningful for me yeah yeah it i i think i probably wouldn't pay as little as attention i am paying to that storyline if i hadn't watched the adam eve special i still have yet to find something about it that's really interesting to mm -hmm. me like or really creative and really unique and different or something i haven't seen before yeah but there's still episodes come, so I may change my mind about it. I, yeah. I, I'm just in my mind for some weird reason. I'm just looking for redemption for her father. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, what? I just am like same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rooting for the dad boarding her at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that brings us to Doom Patrol episode eight, Fame Patrol, where we get confirmation relatively right away that Isabel Feather, or not relatively right away, we get confirmation at the appropriate Doom Patrol speed that Isabel Feathers is a mortis, yep. mortis, and uh, there's a parade. There's a lot of pairing happening, a lot of pairs. We got the Casey and Dorothy pair, which quickly turns into Casey and Jane and Dorothy and Cliff. And then Larry, he, I'm, I'm just going to say it now. One of the reasons why I really liked the first episode after of the second half of the season is that Larry was very minimal. Mm -hmm. um, I got a bit too much Larry in these last <laughs> two episodes. Where I was like, okay, moving on, because... I can only beat this drum so much, but his story like was played out a, two seasons ago. Um, it's always the same thing. And I'm like, okay, so tired of it. Um, but overall, I, these characters are just, sometimes it's just like, I don't really care and understand what's going on. 
But these characters are just fun to watch and interact yeah. and do weird shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was my my notes for two, my first my first my notes for episode eight was just like one I wish I watched seven and eight back to back, but two. This show, I, I I was really getting back into why I fell for the show to begin with because I felt like in episode eight they were really getting back to the roots of like like you said you know there's you know they don't need a bunch of like and I, you know they only need a bunch of multiple baddies or whatever Immortus you know why but you know the bickering like whenever whenever they were walking down the the back to Cloverton. And the whole like it, you know, Cliff going, Immortus, 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 you know, and and Jane like telling him to shut the fuck up and all that stuff. I mean, and, and all this the bickering and interplay between the characters. That's what I was like. Okay, I'm feeling like I'm watching the show that I that I knew was Doom Patrol again, because you're right. I mean, it's just seeing these characters in their and and their interactions and stuff is is really what makes this show work. And, and and those were the kind of things that were really, really on, on display in, in this episode. And 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 I and I thought that uh, I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting back and I'm, I'm getting my Doom Doom Patrol uh, groove again <laughs> with this episode. It's it's funny to me how in both of these episodes, random characters just quickly enter and mm-hmm. exit. Like Derek leaving at the beginning of this episode, (laughs) they get out of the dimension and and all of a sudden (laughs) we have Derek and, um, and, um, and, uh, my God, I'm Victor Victor talking and I always want to say Clint and I'm like, I know it's not Clint. I don't know why (laughs) it's stuck in my head, but we have Derek and Victor talking and next thing I know, he's like, peace out. Yeah. Wait. So you're just gonna go back to your normal life, like, and just leave? What? Yeah. (laughs) And then later, uh, Larry's quasi boyfriend shows up, and it's just I understand why. Like I understand why these characters are showing up, but the the awkward exits are just killing me. (laughs) Like, okay, we're done with them. Um. But yeah, so basically this episode is just all about Rouge realizing that um, likely because of how she kind of inadvertently caused Isabel Feathers to fall and become a mortis, mm-hmm. um, she has this unique connection to Isabel and a mortis and quickly tries to get the team together and understand that, oh no, that is Immortus. This is not good. Meanwhile, Immortus slash Isabel is basking in the glory of reach of being found and only to realize that she was just the, the person found and not actually the hero. And so with that, we we leave the second episode with a giant yell from Isabel. And that brings us to the the musical episode of Immortus Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> so all I could think about during Immortus Patrol was um, how I kept comparing it to the Marvels. Mm. Because of the very controversial musical scene in the mortal or the marbles yeah and just just how i wonder if they had committed the way this episode commits to the bit mm-hmm. if it would have been perceived a little bit better because at yeah. one point someone even says oh my god i'm singing in or i'm talking in song and i'm like yeah. Yeah, I should have I should have heard more like something like that where like it felt I I hats off to them because the the songs felt as though it was dialogue that they were just so ha- like being almost forced to sing mm-hmm. um except for Victor's part where that was like clearly frame by frame Zac Efron high school musical <laughs> yeah. like Create. I. I. I was. That was not 
for like my t- my uh, time, my teenage years, high school musical, no. But I saw maybe it once. And for some reason, as soon as Victor started, I'm just like, oh, my God, I know where you got this choreo from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So for me, so this is what so. For me, it was took me back to Star Trek Strange New Worlds musical episode uh, because they had one earlier this year. Mm hmm. Even down to the acapella opening. So, so I was just like, so this is where, you know, this is where HBO messed up because uh, as far well, or Max messed up by like holding these episodes so long, because for me, I was like. And I agree with your, your, your point about the Marvels, by the way, that that if they had if they had just sold out for the bit, that whole sequence would have worked so much better. And, and because both. Doom Patrol and Star Trek Strange New Worlds both sold completely out to the bit that we're doing this musical and we're fully committed to it. And 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 I enjoy thoroughly enjoyed both episodes uh, because, yeah, I mean, you know, this episode, you're, you're right. I mean, they, they sold out to it and the characters that, you know, even in Strange New Worlds, they had a they had a, a in universe reference to like I'm singing, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, yeah. So for me, it was just sort of like, I, I, you know, I even messaged, I, I even DM'd you earlier uh, over the weekend. I was like, hey, I, you know, two of my favorites like have had musical up yeah. musical numbers <laughs> because you know because that that's that's what they write mirror images of one another. I, I kid you not. Well, I, did they have a jerk off song? With a ma- minus a jerk off song. Minus a jerk off. Okay. Because I was wondering, there's only one person who I ever could imagine <laughs> doing a jerk off song. Like, and that would be Cliff. Yeah. And and then they gave him more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It with my robot buddy and me. And I'm just like, man, just just have at it. Just, I don't, the, my one gripe is like, I don't, I didn't need to see the piss off of the wall oh, oh. to interrupt yeah. Um, Victor's Victor's uh, Eric Efron moment, but yeah, yeah, I I really like this episode. There's there's nothing deep about it necessarily, but at the same time, this is a way for Doom Patrol to do a musical episode. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. We we knew we understood the context. I think with the Fame Patrol buildup of understanding the narcissism that is um, embedded in Isabel slash Amortis, mm-hmm. that it, it makes sense why she would force these people. Well, well, my I guess my one question is here. Okay, so Isabel yeah. has screamed and killed so many people like twice now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in both instances, Doom Patrol is right there. And they gave up their longevity to bring her slash him back, them back. So how is it that they keep surviving these attacks? Well, the first one was Derek just happened. He he built those bubbles. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the bubbles. That makes sense. So what about the second one? So with when she blew up Cloverton at the end of that, I think Immortus like blew them into a pocket. I guess she put them in a pocket dimension just because she, you know, she, she, I guess she needs, I don't know. I guess she has their longevity now. So she really doesn't, I guess she doesn't need them. No, but but she definitely likes her toys. Exactly. That was about what I was going to say. I mean, she needs, but she, but to your point, she is such a narcissist and, 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 and Immortus Patrol really builds on Fame Patrol where she, you know, constructs an Immortimus day. <laughs> and, you know, to, to satisfy that, that narcissism and, and, and need, need for, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, to always be the center of attention and stuff. I mean, you know, even down to the dinner, you know. Right. And seeing how how all that played out, so so she so she keeps him around for that reason. Yeah, 
Yeah, it it just was weird towards the end yeah. of the dinner when everyone started to voice yeah. their actual opinions, and you're like, okay, so and, you're the threat? Why? <laughs> yeah, and and maybe it has something to do to to do as well with the the connection between her and Rouge because, um, you know, Rouge clearly because we we see in episode eight, Rouge knows that she can, you know, she can reverse time and and be able to re redo re redo events into her into Mortis's favor. So, you know, maybe there's some there's kind of some protective thing there too where, you know, she can't destroy Rouge, even though she even though she did like make her put herself in a chokehold. But um yeah, I mean I think there's I think there's several levels there as far as why Mortimus keeps them around. Yeah. Well all I foresee is a zombie butt killing Immortus and Cliff being the hero. Yeah. <laughs> There's For something sure. about like, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to work itself out because that zombie butt in both the pocket dimension and in reality is out there somewhere just just chilling, defying, and will definitely be um, biting someone and killing someone so all right when we got the the finale the series finale next week and and then and that's that will be a wrap on doom patrol um all right will tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me on x formerly known as twitter at will m polk w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can find me there too at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>